0: Ayers on the Road. Value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. We are Ayers on the Road. We have been on the road. That's um, kind of your leave. standard
1: opening, Linda. And we're back. It's kind of like her. here's Johnny. <laughs> or <laughs> and now, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Actually, sure. I'm thinking about that because we were speaking with a group the other night, and we had a we had some extra books, so we brought a copy of a book for everyone who came. About 230 women, and I felt like Ellen DeGeneres. We said, "Now we've got a book for all of you," and they were cheering. It was like, "Gosh, we should do that more often."
0: Yeah, it was hard to tell they were old and out of print, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're so old and out of print that you can have them for free. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was really fun, though. Um, but maybe everyone doesn't watch, uh, you know, all the things you just mentioned. But we are glad to be back with you.
1: By the way, as uh, always. I, I just wanted to say that was a really – I enjoyed that meeting. we, had, You and I have – one of the great things about this radio show is we get to talk to each other for a half hour. Yeah, that's
0: really nice.
1: <laughs> we, get, we get on busy for a minute. I enjoyed that last night. And it was interesting. I had uh, – we each – We usually speak together. We like to stand there together, interrupt each other, you know, all that kind of thing. But sometimes we each take a little separate time. And for my separate time last night, I just felt impressed to change what I was going to say and talk about guilt. You know, guilt is a big problem in in the whole realm of parenting because all of us, are aware of things we could have done better and aware of things we didn't do that we should have done and aware of things we did do that we shouldn't have done. And guilt can really creep up on you.
0: Yeah, and I, t- I enjoy talking about, you know, when things go wrong, when the wind blows and the cradle comes down, um, We we really, the magic bullet is just love. Just really, you got to love those people no matter what the problem is. And there's a lot of problems out there, I'm sure, for those of you listening in. Everybody has their set of problems, but um, with a child or grandchild or a sibling or whatever. And the bottom line is just always love. A lady came up to me afterwards and said she'd really been praying about uh, somebody, a child that she'd been so worried about. And the answer she got was, you do the loving and I'll do the judging.
1: And I love that. I think that is
0: so true. We just... It's hard to judge these kids when they uh, make a wrong turn or having or difficult having difficult times. But I
1: want to schedule a show one of our one of our future episodes on this problem of guilt. Though so I think we should take the whole half hour on it and talk about how negative it can be and how 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 we really need to learn how to shuck it off as parents and to recognize that we do the best we can and we're always learning and that no one's perfect and that we shouldn't. Uh, not only shouldn't we judge others, we shouldn't judge ourselves. And so, let's schedule that sometime. But I, I'll, I wanted to say too, Linda, you know, we, we called this show "Iyer on the Road." We've been doing it now for many years. We should check, but I think it's six or seven years, maybe more. And we named it this, or the producers named it "Iyer's on the Road," because we're always gone. We're always doing the show from some other part of the country or from some other part of the world because we're traveling so much with our speaking. What's interesting is that we're now really trying to cut back a little and to stay closer to home. And we're able to do a lot of the speaking that we used to have to travel for online. And that's an exciting thing when, when a large group of people is on one of the many programs like Skype and Zoom and others where, you can speak and they can hear and they can interact and they can send in questions and so on. So we're trying to do more of that. But, but I was thinking of the irony that we probably ought to call the show. We should have called it then Ayers on a plane or Ayers in another country or something. And and now, we're staying home, and now it really is ours on the road, because a lot of what we do now we can actually drive to. That's yeah, kind of fun.
0: absolutely. In Last fact, night we were only I was 20 just going to say, away. wait, we are on the road all the time. I, I <laughs> swear I fill up our car three times a week. We are all, we're always running back and forth. But we are glad to have three children now living near us, and also good places to go and things to do all the time. And I'm sure you're the same. Many of you are listening in your car right now, and um, it's a good place to be.
1: Uh, On the road, watching grandkids, on the road, visiting kids, on the road, having family home evening with another family. It's just a, it's a real road now. And uh, anyway, that's a long winded little aside, but the title of today's show is moving into number two on this list of the top 10 parenting ideas. Last week, those of you who were able to listen and those of you who didn't can go back and pick it up online or on a podcast, but last week, and, and these aren't necessarily, I don't think, in order of how good we think they are, right, honey? We're just right. in the top 10 we've found, and last week was the Repenting Bench, and this week is something called the Five Facet Review.
0: And any of you who know us out there probably have heard us talking about this before, um it really has been I, I do have to say that we've tried about a thousand things. I swear we've tried a thousand things. With all these kids, with all the stuff going on, we have tried so many things and we've come up with ten that really worked.
1: We we should call it, we, we should have called this whole little mini series. Um the ten things that actually worked out of the thousand things we've tried. Right.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So but, anyway.
1: But what would you say, before we jump into the five-facet review, what would you say is the criteria for an idea, a parenting idea, a family idea? What's the criteria for it making the top ten in our minds?
0: Well, I think the main thing is that it works for any age of kids.
1: That's good, yeah. And,
0: um, in fact, as we are telling you about this, we'll be telling you that we are still doing this five-facet review, even though all of our children are out of the nest. Yeah. Not consistently, but, you know, it really has been a fun thing.
1: to I, w- do. I would agree with you that the, the criteria is that it works for pretty much any family that, you know, sometimes there are things that work particularly well in one part of the country or for one age of kids or in one kind of a climate or in one socioeconomic category. But we, we tried to pick these top 10 based on things that are pretty universal. They need adaptation sometimes depending on the age of kids, but, that they would work for all parents. And I would say the second criteria, um, we're actually doing this same topic on a TV show on Monday. And, and it's, a, it's a TV show that has a recipe, has a food segment like so many TV shows do. And I, I'm thinking that one thing we ought to say there, cause I think we follow, we're right after the cook, we're right after the cooking segment. We ought to say, you know, the thing that makes a good recipe Is if you see it or you hear it, and you say, "Well, I want to go try that. I want to go try. I want to go. I want to go cook that right now. I want to see how that tastes. I want to try it." Yeah. And I think that's what these top ten parenting ideas are. They're like recipes. They're they're so simple. They're so appealing that hopefully, as you hear about them through this series, you'll say exactly that. You'll say, "I want to. I want to go home and try that. I want to see if that works."
0: So we need to get the mixins going here. Um, it really is, this is something that I don't think it was our idea. Somebody else told us. Well, we adapted it. And we've adapted it to ourselves, which we hope you'll do for your own family. But, um, it really has worked out well because what we've decided is to take a little bit of time, just once a month to think about our kids individually. First of all, we talk about, um, the five facets of their lives, uh, physically is the first one we used to talk about socially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And we'll, those five will be on the BYU Radio website, so you can go back to it if you can't remember. But um, it really is interesting to sit and focus on just one child and how that child is doing.
1: Well, here's the thesis behind the idea. This is I'm almost giving the theoretical and you're giving the practical end of it. But I think it's important to understand that the, the genesis or the – the reason for this idea is is kind of interesting. We feel so strongly that each, and no one's gonna disagree on this, right? We feel so strongly that each child is unique and each parent is unique and each family situation is unique. And so the idea of one size fits all is often not a good one because parents, what we were talking about earlier, you need to tailor things for your own family And it turns out that the real experts on your kids are are not some people who write a parenting book or someone who um, is a child psychiatrist or whatever. They may have a lot of good ideas, but you're the expert on your own child. And so the, the, the thesis of this whole idea is that if you take the time to sit down and brainstorm about each of your children on a regular basis, one at a time, one child at a time, not collectively, and if you do it in an atmosphere of, of trying to solve problems and trying to recognize opportunities and trying to see who this child really is and how, what are his hot buttons and what motivates him and what is his way of learning and on and on, it, it yields to that kind of brainstorming. And the reason I say brainstorming is this is an idea that works best With a mom and a dad sitting down together and talking. Now, if you're a single parent, you can still do this. You can still have a five-facet review on your children. But to make it good, you want to have uh, someone else who knows and loves your children, probably a grandparent. Or, or a or, sister, or a sister, someone that really does love your kids, or a
0: brother, or really a dear friend who knows your kids well.
1: Yeah, and then, but but let's assume for this show that it's a husband and wife sitting down, and and essentially what Linda just said. It's like, okay, how is Tommy doing physically? And then really talk that through. I mean, not only his health, but everything. How are his teeth straight? Is he how 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 is his coordination? What are what what sports is he good at? What isn't he good at? What are his physical gifts? What are his physical limitations? How's his health? Just, you know, back and forth, back and forth, and, and you're exploring together. You're you're asking each other questions. A lot of times we've done this with thousands of couples, and a lot of times the dads find that they have a lot of questions. They don't know some of these answers. They're asking the the mother and they're trying to figure it out. So how's Tommy doing physically? Now, how's he doing mentally? I mean, that's a complicated one, isn't it, Linda? How, well, yeah. How's he doing in school? Um, but it's much more than that.
0: Let's stay on physically a little bit because we're going to do going to uh, really elaborate on these in the second half of the show. But I, I think, and also just one more theory thing, and that is that I love doing that with you because you are a problem solver. You can figure out how to make things work better um but i have
1: to understand what's going on first which i often don't Mm -hmm. until you tell me
0: right and when (laughs) i was exactly and when i was home with the kids most of the day and for a while in our early marriage you were gone four days a week and i was in the trenches literally um trying just trying to keep my head above water um it really was So good to say, look, this is the problem. I know that you don't. And sometimes if you didn't see it, I say, wait, you need to do something in order to get what I'm saying. Yeah, you were the the CEO
1: of these meetings. I was I was working for you and that. That's as it should be because you, especially in those days, had so much more contact with the kids than I did. But
0: really, uh, I think dads are problem solvers. It's not just you, and I do think you're really good at it, but I think all dads really – would welcome being asked more. What can we do to help this child?
1: Or asking their wife that, and then and then responding with with questions.
0: So stuff. we're going to leave you right there, and we're going to go through um, these other facets in the next segment. We'll be gone for just a minute, but hang on because it's really kind of fun to talk about. We're
1: excited about. about this idea, and we'll we'll give you some more detail right after the break. And we're back, uh, Iris on the Road, talking today about uh, an idea that we think is one of the top 10 parenting ideas we have ever come across. We call it a five-facet review. It's the idea of regularly, once a month, and by the way, we think the best way to do this is go on a date, go out together as a couple, go to a nice restaurant, hopefully a quiet one, one where you won't meet other people who will distract you, and confine your agenda to your children one at a time. How's Tommy doing physically? How's he doing mentally? How's he doing socially? How's he doing emotionally? And how is he doing spiritually? And each of those facets, when you brainstorm them together, I mean, after all, you're the two experts on your kids. You're the top management of your family. You may not be a child psychiatrist or a behavioral scientist or an expert in anything, about children, but you are an expert on your own kids, and if you ask the right questions, you know, part of this, I I have to say, Linda, part of it's kind of about inspiration. I really believe that two parents really earnestly trying to understand where this particular child is coming from, what he's about, what he's like, what his options are, what his opportunities are. I think they get inspiration.
0: Yeah, I do too and you know when we first when we first started this was a little easier because we had fewer kids. When we told people about this after we had nine children, they were saying, wait, you are doing nine children, five passes for each one. What do you do? You go to a Chinese restaurant with 23 (laughs) courses so you can get through this. And actually, you know, you don't stop on everyone. You You know, he's good. He's good. I mean, you can feel confident about that. And then you hit something. You just, um, there is a problem here and we need to figure it out. Yeah, that
1: used to happen, especially on, you know, how is he doing socially? Because you may have some, I remember we had some kids that were just, they were just, socially comfortable all the time and you know it was kind of a well they're doing fine maybe maybe he talks a little too much or something you know but you didn't spend and you'd come to another child well socially wow he's so shy how are we going to get him to interact more i wish he didn't have that one friend i wish that kid would move to minnesota or something you know (laughs) just so he could get a new friend and you just you just delve into it but but one big key don't you think linda is taking notes each time
0: yeah we always took a notebook with us and uh it was hard to remember that it's just to talk about the kids and not to talk about the finances or other things that yeah. come up i remember one time i had some financial worries and i was i was just a dumb little young mother and saying <laughs> wait I, I I I must still have money. I still have checks, you know, dumb things like that. But anyway, don't
1: get into that kind of thing. um,
0: It really is good to really specify that that is what this is all about. But let's talk a little bit. Let's go through
1: more, so you'll know just what we're talking about in each category. So how's Tommy doing mentally now? Now most of you think, well, how's he doing in school? But it's much more than that.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, You know, how do they think? We had some that were so left brain and some that were so right-brained. It was scary. Yeah.
1: Um, some were visual learners. Some were more audio, audio learners. Well, we
0: had a child who really didn't read until he was in the seventh grade. I mean, he he was
1: really he was struggling really, with that. He was challenged. In elementary school,
0: yeah. he would just lay his head down on the desk and have horrible headaches, headaches because he to, could not figure out how to read. We had him in special ed. We did everything we could. We finally took him to a hospital. We put him in a cube and played music for him and sprayed his neck with this stuff to well, relax his neck and I all this. mean, we tried I just, everything. Yeah. But what really finally happened is that he. We figured out he was an audio learner. He could listen to books just fine,
1: but but also, I mean, that's a good example of what we were saying earlier, Linda. You know, I remember, I, I actually remember this particular Five Passer Review and you telling me, you know, Talmadge is in the lowest reading group in his class, and I'm I'm competitive enough that I said, what? He's at, he's in the lowest reading, and you explained that he was having a difficult time and. And I remember on that occasion we decided. Actually, you sort of decided and assigned me. Look, you you read with them each night until we get this thing going. And I, I, I you know, one of the great things about this kind of discussion, you identify, you sort of ferret out this this particular objective. You know, and you're not. Then you're not just a parent. I, I remember I'm coming home now, and I've got. To, I'm going to read with Talmage tonight. I've got to find time to do it, and you begin to see progress. And it's almost like management by objective. Only it's parenting by objective. You you come out of one of these five facet reviews with three or four very clear objectives of what you want to do with a particular child between that five-facet review and the one you're going to have in another month.
0: Yeah, but let me tell you the long-term effect of this. I mean, we both really worked on this. We worried about it for a long time. He went with us on a show, a book tour once, and he was just with me, and we were in a newsroom, and – the interviewer asked him a question, but there was news coming in over the other speakers in the room, and he literally could not hear
1: yeah.
0: what the what guy was saying to him, even though he was right by him. And that was our first clue. And then we got him doing audio stuff, and he discovered audio books, and I do have to say there's a happy ending to this. I mean, at one time I thought, we'll never get him into school, we'll never get him through college. He just got his master's degree from UPenn. Um, on positive psychology, and he is our best reader, our very, I think our best. Well, well, he's turned
1: a a weakness into a strength, and, and, you know, that's a success story. They're not all that successful. Sometimes you work and work on something, and you just don't see it getting much better. But, again, back to the the theory here, this five-facet review takes you away from being a generalist and just sort of saying, well, I want to be a good parent. Well, I want my kids to be outstanding. Well, I i mean, you get down to specifics. So let's go through the other categories. So physically, mentally, usually we would take socially as the third one. It doesn't matter what order you do these in, but there was always a lot to talk yeah, about. What is Tommy about doing that. socially?
0: Yeah, we talked about the kids that were easily socially very adept. And then others – um just could not function very well socially and we had a child who um we he discovered later was an introvert and one friend was all that he needed to feel happy and he found two and so we're grateful
1: for that but what you get into on the how's he doing socially is things like who are his friends do i know his friends can we work it out so those friends come to our house so we get to know them Um, how does he do in a, in a big group? Is he different with his friends than he is around with his siblings, his brothers and sisters? Does he, um, does he function best one-on-one with another kid or or is he happier when he's in a group? And you just, you know, you just probe, you just think, how, what do I know? How's he changing? Is he the same? Has he always been this way? Is he becoming more social? Is he becoming less social? Is he a leader? or Does he tend to sort of follow what the other kids are doing. And, you know, I think what's interesting about a five facet review is that you discover that you know things that you didn't know you knew because you're asking yourself the questions and you're figuring it out. And, And especially if you're a dad who may not be around the kids as much as the mom, be the one who asks the right question, you know, on each of these facets. So you figure it out. And then, like I say, keep notes and You decide I'm gonna try certain things. We're gonna try to get uh, Tommy a new friend this month and we're gonna meet again next month and see if we've accomplished it and so on. So physically, mentally, socially, and usually the next one we would do is emotionally. How's Tommy doing emotionally? Wow, that opens up Pandora's box a lot of times. How emotional are your kids and how do they handle their emotions? It's a huge area to discuss. It is.
0: And, and kind of fun because again, our kids were as different as could be. We have some that were just level all the time. He just they couldn't be ruffled. And <laughs> others that were just
1: just crazy
0: drama queens, and oh my goodness, it was crazy stuff, but you know, even that is so fun to talk about together with a spouse or with a grandparent or a sister. And you know,
1: you're not just affecting the kids, you're not only trying to think, what do I do to help this kid, you're thinking things, Linda, that affect how you parent each one. For example, just what you just said, you've got one kid who's a drama queen, and you've got another little guy who's just even tempered all the time and what what you're learning as you do this is not only about the child but you're you're sort of programming how to respond to each of those kids right like the drama queen you're going to ignore her a little bit you're not going to take everything she says seriously because she's going to exaggerate everything and you got to just kind of bring her down and (laughs) calm her down you might have this other kid if he says I'm worried about something. Boy, you better pay attention because he doesn't worry that much. And if he really has a worry, he needs all of your attention right now. You're
0: making it sound easier than it is, though, because responding calmly to those drama calls is really a challenge.
1: But you sort of decide. And yeah,
0: if you decide in advance, you're going just like I used to decide. I was going to be the center of the storm, going out into my family every day and. It works some of the time, not all the time. But it's good to think about. It's really good to analyze. How do I respond to this child when this is and she pops off with something crazy?
1: So, again, I want you to just see this in your mind. You're sitting there as a couple. You're maybe at a nice, quiet table in a restaurant. By the way, you have to schedule these. If you just say, well, we'll have one sometime this month, it just won't happen. Right. We used to always say the first Friday of every month, that'll be our date, and that's when we'll... Now, we'd, we'd have to cancel, we'd have to postpone it, something that would come up. But it was, it was a matter of moving it from that first Friday to another date on the calendar. Right, the so setting that up that first Friday
0: worked for us for quite a few most years. most of the time. And uh, before we run out of time, we have to talk about spiritually, because... Um, that's my favorite. I mean, you can say character. You can say it however you want um, that works for you and your kids. But,
1: but how's their heart?
0: How is their heart? How is their integrity? How, how, what values do they really believe and show? And what are you worried about? I mean, I've had so many parents say, my child is lies all the time, all the time. And I'm so worried about it. And that's the time when you can talk about those kinds of things when you're talking about how is this little soul? How is he responding to his surroundings and what do we see? What problems are there and what can we do? And
1: especially help? as they get a little older and becoming adolescents and teenagers, do they have a believing heart? How is their faith? What are what are the things that they have some doubts about? How can we help them to understand certain principles a little better? And again, you, some of you might listen to this and say, well, it's so overwhelming. It just gives me too many things to think about. Actually, it does just the opposite. A good five-facet review, you go through a lot of things, but you sort of prioritize. What, what's important in our parenting this month with our children? What does this one need most out of all these five facets? Right. What does this one need most? And you, you get the notes. And I, I remember my favorite time was always... When we'd start the next month's five-pass review, going back to our notes and saying, "Did we see some improvement on this that we were talking about? Did we follow through? Did yeah. we did we make some progress?"
0: Well, the long-term effect of this, we we didn't think about it at the time, but I think we caught a lot of things before they became big problems. Oh, that's a good lives. point, um, a good I think point. we, you know, realized this is a problem right now, and we kind of caught it in the bud because we were talking about it every month. And the saddest thing in life is to look back and say, "Oh man, I shoulda, woulda, cut it if have I just thought that. about it." And there's still things that we do, you know, that we look back and say, "Oh man, I wish we'd seen that when they were younger." But
1: what got us thinking about that? So many remember, more. Remember that time we read that article on on serious drug addiction, and it was a study they'd done, and they went back and to see how soon. This had started, and how much time elapsed before the well, either parent knew about it, and it was like twenty three months
0: yeah it's and crazy. we were
1: thinking, you know if those parents had sat down every month and said, how's he doing, physically, mental, emotionally, socially spiritually," they would have noticed several symptoms and signs and danger signals. And they would have known that there were, was a problem with this kid. So yeah. you, you so, nip it in the bud. So you
0: want. nip it in the bud. But it really is something that we suggest you try because it has been so helpful for us and so many other parents who have tried it and really has worked. So we wish you the very best
1: on Try this. the five-facet review. Five try facet it. You'll review. like it. You'll like
0: it. And if you want to uh, be reminded about what those five things are, go to BYU Radio and we'll have it listed. And
1: join us next time when we'll get to the best top 10 parenting idea number three we'll see you next time on irons on the road bye
0: bye